You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. series that we started last Wednesday called Amplified, and uh, the series is um, basically we're talking about six pandemics that happened during COVID that are not being talked about or being talked about very little, and so uh, obviously uh, we're all aware of what has happened over the last two years plus but um, there's a lot of other things that took place during the last two years that people are going to be dealing with for decades and maybe lifetimes and so last week we kicked off this series and talked about mental health and the issues that are around what people are dealing with with mental health and uh, before COVID one out of four or one out of ten excuse me uh, admitted to dealing with mental health and after COVID, four out of ten. So quadrupled during that time. So we have some serious things as a church to deal with and uh, to help people. So tonight, um, the second lesson that we are ministering on tonight is the a pandemic of distrust. And what has happened is we are seeing the highest level of distrust towards institutions, the media, other entities in at least a generation. And most of us are experiencing maybe the highest level of distrust that you've ever had in your lifetime. So there's huge ramifications of how we relate to others, especially those uh, who may differ in ideologies or opinions than us. And the pandemic has uh, caused a, distru- a distrust that has been greatly amplified. Um, it's been amplified by many leaders who have handled and actually talked about the pandemic. And additionally, uh, there's two vastly different, even political views or responses to what has happened over the last two years. I refuse to become political about it. Um, That is not my position. But I do know as a pastor that we are dealing with a lot of issues of distrust in our society. So we need to resolve afresh uh, to be able to love people and to show kindness in the face of a disoriented world and the distrust that people are dealing with. If there is anybody that needs to combat distrust, it is the church. It is the church. So we've all seen images of politicians who have been advocates for official mandates and not to follow the mandates and all. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff. We've also heard of several leaders who pretended that the, the virus wasn't real and, and compared it to maybe a flu, and that became racially charged. And then you have the other side, um, where 
the struggles have been uh, with uh, making everything uh, also very political. And so we see how the media has played political sides and sometimes to the point of no longer reporting the news. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been 24-7 about those types of things. And so such behavior and miscommunication and mixed messaging, it breeds a culture of distrust. Uh, people simply don't know what or whom to believe. And if you depend on the Internet, you're in big trouble. Okay, because there is lots of things on the Internet that are not true. So we have to, okay, we have to boil it down where, what and where are we going to try to fix this issue. A lot has been thrown at, and I'm dealing with Canada now over the last two years amid a global pandemic. Of course, there's economic turbulence, and there's a mass outcry for equality and stability. And it is easy to see how governments uh, may not always be prepared uh, to have the right answers or solutions, uh, possibly because they don't know, and also possibly because it's never been dealt with before. And so this has caused huge consequences in terms how uh, people even trust the government. Uh, the Edelman Trust Barometer 2021 report, it highlighted that some societal leaders, whether business, governmental, or religious leaders, are not trusted to do what is right as they were before the pandemic. Now, notice in that report, um, they have uh, societal, business, governmental, and religious 46% of Canadians believe that the government is purposely misleading them. That's almost half of the people in Canada believe that the government is misleading them, which can be obviously a big contributor to the rise of conspiracy theories centered around uh, government and general distrust uh, or expert findings or new regulations or things that people think are going to solve all the problems. So this has been especially impactful during a pandemic and, and the slew of new restrictions and wavering information associated with the virus and all kinds of stuff. And so there's been a losing trust in leaders, experts, especially in the government. Uh, and it can have a dangerous effect and can take a lot of time, obviously, to rebuild. And what happens is sometimes we can kind of put everyone in the same pot, and that's not always accurate. Another insight that was pointed out in the Edelman report was that 65% of Canadians believe that CEOs should step in when the government does not fix societal issues, and 84% believe that they should speak up publicly about these issues. And so the rarity of such events contribute to a people's lack of trust in corporations and those who lead them because people are nervous and intimidated to be labeled. Because again, what has happened over the last two years, we've got to a point where uh, if you actually have an opinion, you may be scared to share it 
because of how you may be viewed. We're not even allowed to be human. Uh, Perry Blind, who was an expert associate at the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs, defines that there's three types of trust needed for citizens for good governance. And those are moral trust, economic trust, and political trust. And when the government is not acting or anyone else okay, in society, leaders in any type of setting are not acting in the ways we want or addressing the concerns, uh, we lose trust and we see dips in statistics of those obviously as we have seen by the Edelman report. And breaking down uh, what it means to trust, uh, we can get a better idea of why these three things are so important in our lives. Now, we'll get to the spiritual aspect, but I want to sh show you what's happening, and I'm, I'm backing it up with things that are not mine. These are reports that have come out by reputable companies. Moral trust centers around the consistency leaders must have between their words and actions. And so what has happened in our society, words and actions are not lining up. Okay? And a consistent leader, no matter what they're doing in life, shows that they have a genuine concern for people when their words can be trusted and they actually do what they say everyone else should do. Of course, everyone has viewed examples of people who have said for people to do certain things, and then with the way our, our technologies are today, people are easily able to find hypocritical uh, situations where people want it for everybody else but don't do it for themselves. And so uh, moral trust is, is no different even within the church. Actions and words must match. Okay? Um, so, that's, that's number one. And again, this is not from a spiritual perspective yet. This is, this is from Perry Blind, an expert associate. Uh, number two, economic trust is built on representing the interests of the constituents, as well as creating economic policies and institutions that support the interests of people. Okay? You and I, for example. So due to how uncertain the economy is, it can be difficult, obviously, to regulate. But Blind notes that economic stress and poor governance always go together. And so you're seeing that, actually, in our world right now. The stability is not there. Okay? If you're depending right now on the, on the stability of economics, you... you um, you may not sleep at night. And so with the intense amount of economic stress that's brought on by COVID-19, and if you remember last week in the session, before COVID, 8% of people admitted to having a life of stress. After COVID, 81% of people admit to having a life of stress. That's 10 times the amount. Okay. Well, a lot of that can be brought on by economics. So with the intense amount of economic stress brought on by COVID-19, there was always a good chance that the quality of government action would go down. So that's the second thing that people are dealing with, with distrust, is economic trust. 
having issues with economics. Number three is political trust. The pandemic has truly tested the Canadians' trust in, in governments and in every way possible, and statistically, we see the results of that. There is a divisive mentality. And if we're not careful, that can come also into the church. Okay, the church is to remain non-political. You don't get saved upon how you vote. <laughs> okay? So moving forward, a lot of work will have to be done, obviously, to repair that, both to meet the demands of people and to rebuild the trust. And if there's going to be an organization that's going to have to lead in the rebuilding of trust, it should be right here. Right here. The family of God can build a trust within the, within each other that we trust in God together and everything's going to be okay. Okay. Uh, so if you find yourself distrustful uh, of, of people and government and politics and, and, and all types of information, um, I think the, uh, most of the media's approval rates at about 13%. <laughs> okay, so if you're depending on that, <laughs> you're in trouble. So this is the type of thing that we're up against, and people are not talking about this as much as they talked about COVID. Okay, so I'm not here to keep COVID in the limelight. I'm just trying to let us know that there's other things that have happened besides COVID. There's been a deterioration of how people believe people when they're told something. And the reason behind that, obviously, is there's a lack of moral, economic, and political trust. So, where does, where does this leave us as a church? Because the church is not going to flounder. The church is not going to be unstable. He's building the church. And he's building it on a rock. And he's the chief cornerstone. And when he builds the church, it's going to last. Whether I'm in it or not is not going to change the fact that the church is going to last. So he's building a church that's going to last. The Lord is able to build the church. And he's able to build the church that it can be a church that can be trustworthy. And um, he may have to fix and, and work on and, and, and improve individuals, but the church itself will never be uh, uh, in a situation where it can't be trusted. Okay. The church is built by the Lord, and it is going to stand. I'm going to make sure that I do what I have to do to fix me to be part of the church. That's what I want to do. So when we go to Scripture and we start talking about, well, what, what, does, what does the Bible talk about trust? Because, you know, there's, there's, I mean, you can find plenty of verses in the Scripture about trust and how important it is uh, what you put your trust in. I'm just going to share with you three particular passages 
Uh, one's from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. This is a passage that a lot of us maybe quote from time to time. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Now, this is, this is obviously, it's written by Solomon. And Solomon um, was known to be very wise. And God's given him scripture. And, and even thousands of years ago that this is written, uh, the verses are still relevant to us today in a world that is having issues with distrust. Now, I want, I want to focus on a few things that we have to do, and then I want to focus just on a few things that result from what we have to do. Um, we have to make sure that we do our part if we expect God to do his part. Okay, that's, that's the way this works. And so... Um, when you read this passage, there's some things that we've got to do. And the verse, the, the passage that I read to you starts out with, you've got to trust the Lord. And you've got to do that with all your heart. All your heart. Let me assure you, you'll never be disappointed in putting your trust in him. He's not out to get you. He's not out to lie to you. He's not out to, to, to make you think that, uh, something is not what it isn't, or it is what it's not. <laughs> that It's not part of the equation with the Lord. You can put the trust of every bit of your heart in the Lord. And if you and I do that, that's our duty. Okay? Number two, uh, he says, um, uh, notice now he says, uh, your ways, this is in verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him. This is something you and I have got to do. Well, you know, I can figure this out on my own. I can do this on my own. Uh, God, I need your help with this. I can do this on my own. That's not how it works. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. I told you, about my big mistake of buying a truck. I made a big mistake and bought a piece of junk. James was nice, and he tried not to tell me it was a piece of junk. Sheldon just told me exactly what it was. It's a piece of junk. May not stay together, Pastor, to get it home. That was all fine and dandy until I had a discussion with my wife about the truck. And she said, did you pray about it? And I said, no. And she said, you always pray about everything. I, I know. So, so it's kind of like that. Well, you know what? I've got this one. I can figure it out. 
I had Brother Robertson there with his little wind-up light that lasted, that lasted 10 seconds. He wound that light from my place to where the truck was, and it lasted about 10 seconds after we got there. It was quite a light. The whole point is, he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. It can't be when it's just convenient, and it can't just be when we're in desperate situation and, and we're in dire straits. And, no, no, he's in everything. The whole point behind what's happening with God, you, if you trust him with all your heart and everything you acknowledge him, it's going to be okay. Then he says in verse 7, fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's not a fear of being afraid of someone. That's a reverence and respect of. Fear God. He's sovereign. He's your creator, and you're the creation. He's the potter, and you're the clay. The clay never tells the potter what to do. Fear the Lord. This is what, this is what we do. You've got to trust with all your heart. You got to acknowledge him in all your ways, and you got to fear the Lord. And then he says, and depart from evil. This is the requirements from us. We can't expect our trust to be fully in God if we're not doing those four things. Listen, if, if you and I don't depart from evil, we'll be messed up in our decisions. If we don't have a reverence and respect for God, we won't make the right choices. If you want to buy an old truck that's no good for nothing and it's a piece of junk, come and talk to me. I can help you. I know exactly what to not look for. I'm talking about the issues that we're dealing with in society. Don't put your, don't put your trust in the moral and the economic and the political issues of our, our society. Put your trust in God. And if you do that, everything's going to be okay. So we're dealing, with, we're dealing with people who are having challenges in these areas. This is what God says he'll do if we do those four things. Number one, he says he'll direct your paths. That's in verse 6. He'll direct your paths. The second thing is, uh, uh, he, he says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, depart from evil. Notice now, it will be health to your flesh. You won't be sick as much. I didn't say you wouldn't be sick. You won't be sick as often. Less stress. Putting your trust in God and leaning upon him and not yourself will help your health. And he says in the end of that verse, and strength to your bones. He'll renew your energy. He'll, he'll give you strength for your day because of your trust in him. Listen, if we're not careful and we start looking at all the issues of distrust in the world, you'll be depressed. You will need help with depression and oppression 
and anxiety and stress. And there's enough of all that in the world already. Put your trust in God. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. Not against medication. I'm going to clarify that. But if I can learn to put my trust in God in all of my ways, if I can learn to trust Him with all of my heart, if I can make sure that I'm, I'm departing from evil because of my reverence and respect for Him, there's going to be extra strength, and there's going to be extra health, and there's going to be these things that I need. Solomon gives us a great recipe to be able to sleep at night. He really does. Do you realize how many people can't sleep at night? It's a lot. Okay, second passage. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. All of verse 8 is based upon who I trust in. There's a lot of great things in verse 8, but it happens because of verse 7. Distrust placed with trust in the Lord brings verse 8. Stability. That's what he talks about. For ye shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Stability. Uh, he says, you will not, uh, which spreads out its roots by the river. There's a flourishing. You'll get through drought. You'll be yielding fruit. This is not in the natural. This is spiritually. This is what happens when I place trust in the in place of distrust and say god i'm i'm listen i don't have all the answers and i sure know that people that's trying to lead everything doesn't have all the answers so i'm going to put all my trust in you and all of a sudden there's a stability that comes to your life and flourishing happens in your life look look at this and will not fear when he comes putting your trust in god is the best sunscreen you can get That's the best sunscreen you can come up with, putting your trust in God. It'll, it'll keep you from the pressures of life. It won't, it won't eliminate the pressures of life. Sunscreen doesn't eliminate the sun. It just protects you from. Being a Christian doesn't eliminate life. But putting your trust in God protects you from. So here's, here's the, the benefit of putting your trust in an almighty God. It, it, it takes distrust and pushes it out of the way of your thinking. Listen, we've got it all across the board. People not trusting um, people in positions and doctors and medical and school teachers and, and policemen. and It's across the board. Everyone's not evil. 
What happens is, if we're not careful, we get caught up in the distrust, and instead, we should put our trust in God and say, God, I'm going to let stability come to my life because I'm going to lean upon you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to let my, my life spread and flourish, and, and it's going to get me through droughts, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be yielding fruit. You're going to be my sunscreen, God, from life. Then he says, uh, and then he ends it with this um, uh, in verse 8 again. Uh, he says, I will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. The, the idea behind that is a healthiness. Okay, so we need to have healthy churches. Yes, physically, but we want to have healthy churches spiritually. Churches that say, you know what, I've got my focus and trust in God. Because guess what? If you don't, you can miss what God's doing. You have to, you have to be careful of your personality, whether you can even listen to the news. Some people's personality can't even listen to the news. It gets them down, wears them out, dries them up. Just, I mean, it drains them. Okay, you have to be careful. If you've got personality like that, avoid the radio and avoid the news. Avoid it. Stay away from the newspaper if you have to. I know those are all old-fashioned things. Okay, the third in, in closing here. Uh, the third passage that I, I want to read to you is from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. I just read to you earlier from Proverbs and the wisdom of Solomon. And Matthew says, and he's writing about the Lord's words here, and he says, listen, uh, and, and even as wise as Solomon is, he doesn't even compare to a, to a lily. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of, o ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what we, shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. He already knows that. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is, this is the key. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, I read to you uh, quite a few scriptures there, nine of them or ten, and, and it's all about uh, people that get caught up in worrying about 
having enough to eat and with enough to drink and what to wear. And they, it goes through quite a scenario. And he compares it to the, the, to the birds of the air, and he compares it to the lilies. And, and he says, listen, if God can take care of the birds and he can take care of the lilies, he sure can take care of you. And, and, and the, the whole matter comes down to verse 33. But seek first. Trust first. Put your hope first into the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Everything will be okay if God is where you put your trust. Okay? So in this passage, the Lord lays down several reasons why men should not disquiet themselves about the wants of life or concerning the future. He, he says, listen, I, I don't want you to get caught up in all the stuff. I only want you to get caught up in one thing, and that's me. And if you do that, everything's going to be okay. And the proof of it is, if I can take care of the lily and I can take care of the birds, I surely can take care of you. And so he gives, he gives uh, several reasons here. The first is the experience of greater benefits already received. And so when you look at what God has already done for you and I, why would we ever think that he wouldn't continue? Why would we think it would get too difficult for him to continue? When we stop and we think of what your trust has already got you accomplished in God, you got no worries for the rest of this year and beyond. Because if God was able to take care of you five years ago, ten years ago, 50 years ago, he can take care of you tonight, and he'll take care of you tomorrow when it comes, uh, and everything's going to be okay. Just look at what he's already done, and if he's already done it for you, he's going to continue. Listen, if you put your focus on the distrust of this world, you will be on the losing side. But if you put your trust in God, you're going to get all the way. Number one reason is what he's already done. The second reason why we should not be anxiously concerned about the future is the example that he gave us of the smaller things in life. Everything else that he spoke about was also in his creation. But you are not a plant and you're not an animal. I don't care what anyone else says. He created you in his image. And nothing else was created in his image. And he didn't breathe into anything else to become a living soul. You he breathed into. And you became a living soul. And I want to discourage you about how much you love your pets and all that. But they do not compare to you. You are made in his image. Nothing else is made in his image. Only mankind. And if he's able to take care of the smaller things in life, I can guarantee you that he's going to take care of you. If he cares about the birds and the lilies, 
How much more does he care about the one that he breathed into and they became a living soul? That's the second reason. We shouldn't worry about the distrust of this world. Listen, if you get into conversations with people about how distrustful things are in the world, let them know what God's done for you in the past and what he's still going to do. Let them know what he's able to do to take care of the smaller things in life. And if he can do that, he can sure take care of you. There's a mentality with that. The third thing, the third reason against taking cares uh, as, as, and it's unprofitable for us as humans, um, when we stop and think about the divine, the divine move of God in our lives that he took up resident in our heart. Why does God want to take up resident in something that he wants to fail? Mm-mm. That's the opposite of what he wants. He wants you to succeed. He's building you an eternal home. He wants you to live and reign with him for eternity. Okay, everything else in this world is going to pass away, including heaven and earth. But listen, what he's creating for you and what he's filled you with is to never pass away. This is just a transferal. This is just a moving through. This is just a, 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 a temporary place. You've got to put your trust in what's going to last. The divine presence of God that he placed in you. That's the third reason that you can, you can put your trust in him. He doesn't live in things he wants to destroy. It's absolutely crucial. Um, fourthly, you being it's the excellence and the usefulness of his creation, he has always desired for you and I to fully depend on him. It's always been his will. He doesn't want you and I to get to a place where we think we can do it. We can solve it. Well, you know what? If we just get so-and-so in place, they'll solve it. Mm-mm. So-and-so will just tell you what they want you to hear. Then it's like everything else. You'll be disappointed. And everything about people, there's going to be something that's not going to be right. And there's going to be something that doesn't measure up. Listen, do your best. Take interest in in life, but don't put, your, don't put your trust in people. Only depend on the one who wants you to fully depend on him in the first place. That's it. Listen, you do, if you put your trust in me, 
there will be disappointment. And if you haven't seen it yet, just talk to the little lady. She'll, she'll let you in. Okay, you'll be disappointed. It doesn't matter how incredible you think the person is. You'll be disappointed at some point because we're all human. But he made us to fully depend upon him. And when you and I do that, there's something that happens within the spirit of God. And he allows his wonderful providence and his sovereign rule and his wonderful power and the direction of his word and the sound of his voice and the authority of his name and the incredible power of his spirit and the healing of his virtue. I, I mean, you can just go through the list. When you fully depend upon him, you're going to be okay. So, you, I, we can go through all the statistics of what's happening in the world, even including in our country. And I'm not speaking badly of our country. I love our country. I love where I live, and I thank God for it. But I cannot put my trust in people. I put my trust in God. And he allows me to depend upon him. And if I do that, I'm going to get through. Okay, I'm going to get through. So the, there's been a pandemic that has happened during COVID. And it's a pandemic of distrust. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Have you ever seen so much political conversation about what medicines and medications you should take and not take? I have never heard such discussion in all my life than what has happened in the last two years. It doesn't matter what capacity that you start to talk about, distrust has come. And so it's rampant. It's a pandemic that no one's talking about. And how do we fix it? Well, we fix it with the verses I told you. Proverbs chapter 3. Jeremiah. Matthew. Every one of those three passages. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids through all this. Trust in God. You know, it's messed up our finance. Trust in God. Trust. Put your trust in him. God, I'm laying it right at your feet. Don't have answers, but I know where the answers are. I don't have solutions, but I know who has the solution. Can't figure it out myself, but I know who already knows. Amen. Mm. Stand if you would. Maybe you're an individual that your personality is, is, 
you're easy to trust to start with. And there's people that have that type of personality. And even, even individuals that trust easily have been challenged. And their foundation has been shaken because there's so much information that doesn't line up. And so I speak to the ones who don't trust easy, and I speak to the people who have a hard time trusting to start with. Both sides doesn't change the answer. The answer is trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.